Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey guys, welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. Phil and I are sitting down. We're going to go over another week of training for you guys. So um, let's kick it off. Let's just talk about, we got some new things coming this week. Well, we got some old things too. So we're repeating what we did two weeks ago with uh, five sets of five, doing strict presses and remaining deadlifts, and then five by three, and then five by one. We'll be doing that Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm -hmm. And then we're continuing our clean practice for another week. We're going to go to the floor on Tuesday with our cleans, and then we're going to be going to the floor again on Thursday. But we're going to do smaller sets, and we're going to do a touch and go. So really, only one rep is touch and go, because the first rep started fresh on the floor. But we're going to try to practice cycling the bar into a second rep. Yeah. Hopefully what we practiced the last two weeks can apply. Yeah. It should lead to smoother patterning over the knee and through the hip, right? Yep. Those positions, you guys can find the application for them here. Yeah. Remember, everybody, you can take a look down in the episode notes to see all of the workouts, the actual training we're going to be doing this week. Because we're not going to go through everything in such great detail. We're more so just going to jump to... Uh, the key points for the week, the things we want you to focus on or that we are most focused on when we go into this training. And those things this week would be G.I. Jane. What day are we doing that, Jamichael? That is Thursday, I believe. Um, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah Wednesday. it's not Thursday because I messed that it's up. It's not Thursday. Uh, Wednesday, we'll be doing G.I. Jane, so we'll talk about that. And then on Friday, we are going for our 5 by one on the Romanian deadlift and the strict press. And that's kind of an opportunity if you want to push it to do more of a, a one rep max test on your strict press. Did I say push press? Um, I might have. I forget what you said. But it's a, it's a strict press. As well as Saturday, we are going to be doing, um, we're testing out something a little different. We're going to be doing some swings with a sledgehammer at a tire. Um, yeah, we're trying so. to utilize some equipment that we haven't touched in a while. Old so. school CrossFit. <laughs> yes, indeed. Old school. So let's start off with Wednesday. Yeah, G.I. Jane. Um, so before G.I. Jane, we're going to do our cycle like we talked about. We did the fives on Monday, so we're going to do the threes on Wednesday. So you guys are going to have the strict press and Romanian deadlifts under your belt before you move in. This should give you guys a great chance to really push this wad pretty hard. It is 100 burpee pull-ups for time. And you guys are going to be choosing a pull-up bar that is approximately 6 inches above standing reach. Now, for scaling on this one, a great way to do it is pick a pull-up bar that is within reach, maybe. Um, if we need to, pick a pull-up bar that allows us to even have a little bit of arm bend as we go up. It is 100 burpee pull-ups, but it's a little different because you guys are allowed to do a, I mean, we'll call it a jumping pull-up. You guys are allowed to let momentum from the burpee drive you up to the top of the pull-up. You don't have to hang with the arms extended, swing and kip every single rep. But you might, you might want to. With yeah. a six-inch reach then it does take a substantial jump to get enough momentum to really pull through the top of the bar. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people find that actually grabbing the bar and utilizing the kip is a lot more efficient for keeping a stable pace for a long period of time. 
But I think a good scale would just be to get one that's within range. Yeah, use a lower pull-up bar or and, put a plate underneath one yeah. so that you can basically treat it like a jumping pull If You're doing a burpee into a jump where you pull your chin over the bar like we would do in the open workouts. Absolutely. And it's a 17-minute cap. So if you guys are looking at um, what your pace needs to be, that's what like is that per seven. minute? Seven per minute? Yeah. 77 times 749. It's actually just under seven per minute. Yeah, it's so a little over six. Yeah. So, so if you hold seven a minute, you're good to go. It's not... I'm trying to think. What's the... I remember we did this not too long ago. Do you have the last time we did this? G.I. Jane? Yeah. Uh, it's been more than a little bit, I think. Has it? Okay. I believe so. We did We did a burpee pull-up stuff. We've done a good bit of that relatively recently, but I don't remember having done G.I. Jane for a long time. I wonder what the fastest time is ever. <laughs> I wonder if they have it somewhere. These are the most important things. 13, 29, 10, 17. Okay, so... It's oh. definitely... It's possible... Well, oh. for some people, it could be possible to hold 10 reps a minute. Yeah. Um, I believe I've done it around that pace before. But it's definitely not comfortable. I think, I think I've think i seen it done in nine minutes or so before. Um, yeah, it's... You gotta be relentless and you gotta stay efficient with your movement. You gotta stay underneath your pull-up bar and not... Not waste a lot of steps. A lot of people will step a lot. Yeah, I think one of the things that helped me is when I drop down at the bottom of my burpee, I split the pull-up bar basically with my hips. So half of me is in front of it and half of me is behind it. That way when I come up out of the burpee, um, I don't quite replace my hands with my feet. I get pretty close, but it puts me directly under the pull-up bar so that when I jump up, I'm right onto it. Um, and that helps me with that, that step. It helps me eliminate that. Um, I think the other biggest thing is don't start off too hot. This is one where if you start off hot, I remember we did, um, it wasn't G.I. Jane, it was 50 burpee pull-ups for time, that's what I'm thinking of. That sounds familiar. Um, we did that in a workout, and I remember I started off hot for maybe 12 reps, 13 reps. And then you got kicked in the face. And I I lost my life, nearly. So, make sure that you guys do not start off too hot, make sure you guys mm-hmm. leave a little bit in the tank. Try to start off at a pace that is absolutely replicable, and I'd say once you get to maybe 80-ish, maybe the last 20 reps, which is still a lot to push... See if you guys can pick up the pace, kind of put that feeling deep down, and try to push through that finish as quick as you guys can. Yeah, that's that's good advice. Mm-hmm. It's a very repetitive thing you're doing, so it can burn out real hard. And if it does, you're going to be floundering for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so following that, we are going to put you guys on a machine. So when you finish, hop on a machine, get a cool down. That's a nasty workout. You, you should, like Michael said, you should basically have a sprint finish. Yeah. You should be gassing it out, everything you've got in the last at least 10 reps, um, if not a little bit further if you've got some more energy to spend. So when you get done with that, immediately, we want you to go onto a machine, spend two minutes bringing the heart rate down, and then you can get in some stretching and loosen up what's tight um, and, and go cheer people on. But we want you to, we want you to assess or address the fact that your heart rate's through the roof by right away beginning some very light activity to let it come down. Yeah, and I think, truth be told, a lot of people don't understand a cool down, um, but really the point of it is for you guys to continue moving once you finish working out until you're at a point where your heart rate's stable um, and you've continued to move those muscle fibers. The worst thing you can do when you finish an intense, hard workout is lay on the lay ground, on the ground like turd. Lay on the ground and don't move. Your heart rate will lower, yes. Everything, everything will lower, however, um, it is not good for your muscle fibers when you finish something like that and then instantly you're just stuck. Uh, so continuing to move for a couple minutes, continuing to just stay active is going to be really beneficial. I know a lot of people 
call it, what do they call it, like working out the lactic acid? Is what yeah, trying to flush it out. Is what it's called. Yes. So, um, cool down. Whatever you want to call it. Yep. Do it. It's good yeah. for you. On to uh, Friday, our strength that we're going to be focusing on. It's the five superset rounds, and you guys have three minutes per round to do that one strict press, and then the one remaining deadlift. And this remaining deadlift is with a snatch grip, and it is only two inches below the knee. So you guys are going to be keeping that bar floating. So we're going to stand up to the top. The deadlift begins at the top, and then you guys are going to go just below the knee and standing. Um, so it's a little bit different of movement, and I don't think we've played with one reps yet, have we? Did we, did. we last yeah. week? Yep. Okay, okay. So this will be two weeks since we did the exact same stuff. Mm -hmm. Now that you've done it, you should have a much better idea of what you can actually do, what you can actually manage now that you've done so many Romanian deadlifts with this grip that we never really used before. Excuse me, before. You're excused. Thank you. Um, with that in mind, we want to see you push your limits a little bit more. Uh, obviously, we want good position, a nice, well-organized spine, and then only folding at the hip. Uh, but as long as you're able to do that, and you should be able to now that we've practiced it, we would like to see you guys put a little bit more weight on the bar, become a little bit more aggressive with it. Uh, we're not really looking at a one rep max because you can probably continue to pull more weight and start losing position. And that's not what we're after. We're after no? a rep done well and a rep done very heavy. And hopefully what we've done before gives you enough insight to be able to make a decision to go heavier than you've gone. I like it. I like it. With um, the strict press, though, we, we do want to see kind of a push for a one rep max if you're feeling up to it. Because a strict press is much more relevant in terms of maxing out. Yeah, and I think a strict press, I mean, obviously, it's just it's easier to max out when you're only putting, what, a hundred and... For me, like 180 pounds on a bar, it's easy for me to get to a max out point. Um, it's whereas the Romanian deadlift, it's a lot more build up, it's a lot more load to get there. Well, that and it's more so. Look at the Romanian deadlift. It's not. It's not a strength movement that you really want to test maximally so much. Right. It's something that you're using to build and understand position so that you can do a regular deadlift better. And that's where you'll set and test your maximals. True. So the idea of a Romanian deadlift is not about trying to lift the most weight. It's trying to lift weight the most effectively Dang. with the most control. Get that on a shirt. I, it's a long quote. That's true. Yeah. That costs too much to get that on a shirt. Well, really, as long as you don't do multiple colors, it's just one screen. Actually... Interestingly enough, they told me at Young's that you could print whatever you wanted on a shirt, and then they only charge you per color, and I thought about getting a blank shirt, and then having them print one color on the entire thing. Just a block? Yeah, just to mess with them. Well, because the screen is a block shape. Like, you know, Cadre's got that, the screen print yeah. hanging above. Yeah, so yeah. If, if you didn't have the kettlebell in there, it would just be a block of paint. Yeah, but you can get it on the front, back, and both shoulders. So, so I could get them a block on the shoulder, a block on the shoulder, and a block on the front and back. <laughs> That shirt would be so uncomfortable. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be terrible. It would probably, it'd be like starch. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. It'd probably be bulletproof. Let's move on. What? Oh, oh yeah. Um, we talked about it a little bit. We're gonna be throwing. Um, well, should we talk about the workout that we're doing on Saturday or on uh, Friday? No. It's a 13 minute AMRAP, 13 chest bar pull up, and 13 overhead squats. This is going to be specific to you, though. It's going to be at 35 to 40% of your one rep max. 
So make sure that you guys base that off yourself. Make sure it's true to yourself. So do the math real quick. So it's mm-hmm. the first time you've seen the workout. What's that? What's that weight for you? Um, fifty-five pounds. That's not accurate. I don't think. No, it's not. Accurate. Yours is going to be a little heavy because your one rep on an overhead squat's quite high. Uh, it's one thirty-eight for the forty percent, and it's about. So you should definitely stay closer to thirty-five. Yeah, it's about 120 for the 35%. Yeah, so uh, the the weight ideally is going to set you up to be able to do 13 unbroken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I would probably tell you to use 115, just to it's you know nice and clean to slap on there. But that's about the weight that I would put on somebody who's got your overhead squatting capability, and hopefully this lines up with everybody else being able to put it overhead once, get 13 reps, and then go back to the pull up bar. Where some people will go unbroken for a long time, but almost everybody's going to have to break it up eventually. And it might be better to break it up earlier rather than later. Because if you want to last for 13 minutes, it's not the best idea to do all the pull-ups up front and then be burnt out and be doing singles by the time you're seven minutes in. That's that's valid. I didn't think about how bad this one's going to hurt. It's going to be bad. It's basically, it's designed to be an open yeah, workout. I mean, it's... That's exactly what it is. It's meant to mimic an open workout. If you're doing 13 overhead squats unbroken, and then if, even if you're doing pull-ups, we'll say maybe you do uh, an 8 and 5, or, or a 7 and 6, I mean... That's pretty strong work if you're able to maintain that. That's about a minute and... Oh, that's between like a... If you're going fast, a minute to about a minute and 40... Five seconds of work per round. So if we saw this workout in the open, there'd be people doing sub one minute rounds. Oh, absolutely. All the way through. There'd be more than 13 rounds happening. So Could you do a sub one minute round all the way through? Not consistently, I don't think. I think I'll probably be a little over a minute for my average. I'll probably be right under. Uh Uh-huh. We'll find out. It's not a big deal. But But yeah, this workout I really like. It's a dump of intensity. Um, If you need to scale those pull-ups, then bring them back a little bit. Do a... Bar muscle up. Uh, um, my bad. Uh, yeah. Do a regular pull up, regular chin over bar, um, banded pull ups if we need to. Ring rows obviously are an option. Mm-hmm. If that overhead squats some sort of issue for you because of an injury or um, just limited range of motion, we can we can substitute a lunge there or we can do a front squat. But the idea is that whatever you're doing in that spot, you're able to pick it up, do all the work, put it down, and then move back to the pull up bar. Yeah, and it's got to stay. I'd say the overhead squat absolutely has got to stay unbroken. Um, like you said, chest to bar, it might not be a bad idea. I might even think about just chipping it into two pieces so I can actually keep it'll make intensity lower in the beginning. However, overall intensity by the end will be much higher if I'm able to maintain. Um, and that overhead squat, I think my goal would be pick it up and don't don't put it down because I think that's going to be a, a detriment to time if I do. It's going to be a, a big yeah. cut on time, but yeah. also that ideally that percentage is going to allow you, afford you that opportunity. True. Yeah. I'd like to be afforded the opportunity. Good. So I'm glad we talked about that one because you were about to brush it over like it didn't matter. Yeah. That's true. I'm glad we talked about it also. Um, so let's talk about this new movement that we're going to be trying out. Well, a couple of things we're going to do. So up at CLE, I am fortunate enough to have a good bit of gear at my disposal uh, that, that we haven't had down at Cadre. And at Cadre, we've got a couple things that aren't as accessible at CLE. So we're going to try to uh, kind of go back and forth and utilize the equipment at both facilities on different weeks. So this week at CLE, we're going to be throwing around our little green sandbags, doing 
burpee sandbag. What did I call it? Is it burpee box overs? Yeah, burpee sandbag box over. So you have to do a burpee, pick up, pick up the sandbag, toss it over the box, and then go over the box yourself. So it's a pretty involved rep, and you have to move that that odd implement as you go. Um, next week we'll bring those sandbags down to Cadre. And then Cadre will get to do the workout we're doing at CLE this week. So we're just going to play a flip-flop probably one week a month with some weird equipment. Ooh, I like it. So what are we going to be doing different at Cadre, Michael? Cadre, we're going to be swinging a sledgehammer. Um, so this is one we haven't done. Shoot. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> I haven't. Well, I haven't seen this in CrossFit since maybe like 2011, 2010. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like main site? Uh, I just haven't seen a lot of buzz around it ever since uh, ever barbells, since. rings, and pull-up bars became a big thing. People yeah. uh, decided to abandon you the sledgehammer. You know what's funny? The sledgehammer event was the same year that they put muscle-ups at the games, and nobody could do them. And then all of a sudden, muscle-ups were in everything, and you didn't see a lot of the sandbag carries and stuff like that happening anymore. True, but you know what's interesting? The games put in a workout called the Double Banger. Don't look that up on Google. And it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a uh, it's a workout where they had that they yeah had that. well they built that fancy sled for it yeah and they had to hit it down to the end of the track I think they called the sled the double banger that's what it was called I they brought it they've done it more than one year too they've done it a couple years did they repeat it yeah they repeated it and they actually did a sandbag carry but that's that's the point anyways um, we are going to be swinging a sledgehammer so for those of you guys that are not super comfortable with it you'll get to try something a little bit newer um, we're going to be hitting a tire. It's going to be a little bit of a, it's just a change. Um, when you guys do something that is weird, a lot of times it works muscles in a different pattern. Uh, and it has great benefit. I know this happens uh, when I first snowboard every year. Um, I would consider myself to be someone who tries to work as much as I can. But the moment I snowboard, I'm super sore on the inside of one of my groins every single time. Um, and it's you just multiple because... multiple groins? Oh my inside gosh. of one of your groins. I do have multiple groins. <laughs> and so it's a... Uh, it's just one of those things where you guys might see really good benefit out of doing something that's a little bit strange. Uh, it's probably, if I'm thinking about what it's similar to, it's probably in motion similar to a skier where we kind of drop our chest and we're pulling something down and using our lat. Um, but it will be a little bit different. So Yeah, it's a lot of core. It's a little bit of rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a little bit lunge-like because you get to drive off a leg in a weird sort of rotational manner. But it's, it's also an opportunity to work on coordination. Some of you are going to really struggle with this, especially with one side over the other. I'm, Absolutely. I'm much more fluid swinging any type of implement with my right hand than I am with my left hand on top. So it's, it's CrossFit. We're supposed to learn and do new things. And, and this is something that you may have never done before or you might be an expert in. Right? But either way, we should still involve ourselves in it and and. It, apply different movement patterns to get better fitness. I like it. I like it. And then CLE will obviously be doing the sledgehammer um, next week. The next week following. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's going to be fun. It's just going to be, I don't know. It's just one of those things that it's going to be kind of a fun movement. Well, and also this is just the beginning because we're going to try to do this relatively frequently. We're going to try to move gear around and get the opportunity to move a different way against different objects. I know you guys have a lot of those uh, strongman sandbags, especially sure. at the more manageable weights. I've got a couple of them, uh, but I have a few that are quite heavy. So we'll start to play around with with different things we can do um, with different types of gear. Barefoot wall kicks. Well, we're we both making have, a comeback. We both have walls, <laughs> and everyone has feet. Well, True. 
And all you have to do is take off your shoes to do barefoot wall kicks. That's true. 50 left, 50 right, you'll be a new man. <laughs> or woman. Or woman. Can you can you uh, put up a video, a demo video for that? Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at John Michael Weigel. I think I'm blocked and I don't have access to it, but you can send me a request. You can follow me on Facebook at John Michael Weigel, and I'll post the video there. That's all I got. That's all you got. But they're my plugs. All right. Any, well, other, any other plugs? Any no. sponsors that we have this week? No, I have no nonsense to add to this. I think there's been enough. Mm. I was thinking if I have any sponsors, but I can't think of any. Rocco came through on a bet, but that's all I got. All right. That's been the podcast. It has. Hopefully you guys enjoy the week, and we will see you all in the gyms.